Warning, this podcast contains graphic language. What's happening, MGTOW? Big shout out to all the subscribers out there and all the MGTOW listeners worldwide. You're right here, Kendall Rican Podcast, one of the hottest podcasts for MGTOW and MGTOW only. I'm right here in the Northwest, podcasting it up all around the world, baby. Welcome back to Kendall Rican Podcast. If this is your first time on a podcast, well, this is not your average podcast, bro. I'm out here, I make sound effects, I play sound bites, I talk real shit, real issue. If you want something soft and calm and collective like this, well, take your ass to NPR out there and listen to those fucking maniacs. Well, gentlemen, this podcast is going to be really crazy. I picked up a few um, subscribers out there in Hong Kong, believe it or not, in Hong Kong. So this podcast is listening in Hong Kong. Mad shout out to Hong Kong and mad shout out to all the countries around the world that listen to the podcast. Yes. Yes. We're doing this thing worldwide. We're getting bigger by the day, baby. Yes. Well, I'm about to get into this issue that happened. You see all these um, riots and all these protests and all these stuff that's happening in Hong Kong. Well, this started by a love story and it's a true story. That's why I'm talking about it. So it's very meta related. That's why we tell men do not get it on relationships. It can be very dangerous. It can tear a country apart. Literally. This is this case that's happened in Hong Kong. So let's get in the beginning how this whole thing started. Because this started over love and murder. Believe it or not. So this is a couple goes from Hong Kong to um, Taiwan, right? In Valentine's Day. For a Valentine's Day trip love vacation. Well, the lady is, according to the autopsy, she was like five months pregnant, right? So they go out there to do love shit, whatever these um, men and women do, you know, in those trips. Well, I guess they were having an argument about something and something led to another thing. Well, so they're out there spending a couple of days and stuff like that. And the woman is pregnant. She's pregnant, right? And um, I know it's going to get a little complicated, but I'm going to try and explain how this thing evolved and how this um, major protest and riot is happening. But it all started over love story. So they're out there in a hotel in Taiwan. He goes and choked this woman to death, put her body on a pink suitcase, excuse me, drag it, drag the body all the way to like 12th station, Dump the body somewhere in the woods. He goes and catch an airplane, fly back to Hong Kong, took her debit card, took her cell phone, and took um, the camera. Right? But what is, and we're about to get into this on how women psychic, and, and I'm not advocating the murder or anything like that. I just want to get in detail how weird this whole situation started. Right? So he takes those item, items. And goes back to um, Hong Kong. Well, on the court documents, her parents did not know who she went with, which that's awkward because women they let parents know where they're going, especially when they're going on vacation, especially if they're pregnant. So when I read those documents, it was kind of awkward because women they like when they're pregnant, especially her, she was really young, she was like 19 at the time. So that gave me a red flag, right, gentlemen, right, Midtown. So further along, the women, this happened in February. So the parents decided to go to call the authorities out there in Taiwan. And um, by the 13th 
of March of that year, well, they find a body and a suitcase. They decompose. So they come back. They charge the man for um, fraud. Some kind of, you know, because he took the her debit card and spent the money, stuff like that. The reason being, they have a treaty. They, they cannot deport or have an extradition on Taiwan and um, Hong Kong because they are two separate states and they don't have laws like that. So they arrest the man on the, on the 13th of March. They ask him a question. Why you kill this young lady? Well, according to him, and I would love to see the video evidence, she told him that the baby that she's having is not his, it is her previous boyfriend that she was cheating on him. And according to him, she showed a video of her having sex right now this is something weird is happening in Hong Kong in a couple of years in these last couple of years because women are going out there and putting themselves um, slapping men um, around in the malls and stuff and putting that shit in social media now I'm not saying that he's telling the truth but I would love to see the evidence since he kept the iPhone you know could it be that these men and I'm not justifying the murder don't get me wrong Murder is murder. Murder is bad. It's bad. That's not good to kill anyone. But with these men went on some kind of uh, anger rampage that he couldn't take the news very well because he was uh, surprised by her actions and telling this and showing this. And let's say if, if this took happen, he probably went on a rampage and, and killed her, you know? Or he just a crazy man and he just want to kill somebody and, and just see can he get away with. You know, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things. So, let's get back on track in here. So, he was go- he's going to face like 29 months for uh, some kind of uh, money laundry. Yeah, that's the word they call it, La- money laundry. Well, that fiasco happened. Now, we're going to go to the um, gynocentric court. See, because in Hong Kong, right, you got all these women doing all kinds of shit, like I say previously. But in Hong Kong, right now, um, what they call the chief executive so that's sort of like um like a prime minister is a woman is a woman this is what all this shit is going to get revealed right now so two months before the one year anniversary miss lamb which is the chief chief executive of hong kong decide to promise to the family of the woman who got killed the family is called poon Yes, gentlemen, boom. They, they're going to pass a new bill to um, deport people who's, who goes to um, from, excuse me, Taiwan. And, you know, Taiwan is part of China. So this is what the Chinese government trying to get the filthy claws into Hong Kong because they got laws and regulations. They, they cannot do um, extradition to those countries. China cannot go to Hong Kong and you know deport anybody and so forth and so on so they got this treaty well the Taiwanese government say we're going to leave this alone because you know, it's the rules and regulations so we're not going to ask for extradition but the skank of the prime minister 
you know, she's seen, like, you know how women, they like to talk to each other and shit like that. And she made this this family a promise that they're going to uh, pass this law, this extradition law, cases by cases. Well, the Hong Kongese, they, they're not down with this shit. Because that's just putting um, the Trojan horse inside of the government. You see? And this is why all this stuff is happening right now in Hong Kong. Because they're trying to pass this um, extradition law to extradite people from Hong Kong to China and from China to Hong Kong and Taiwan. And as far that I read two days ago on Saturday, that the young man going to um, deport himself to face um, trial out there in, in, in Taiwan. Because when this happened, gentlemen, Metal, this was a big story out there. Shit like that don't happen in, in Taiwan and, and um in Hong Kong with murders and, and put it in suitcases. Out here, this is just a Friday night out here in the United States and in and, and, and Mexico and shit like that. It's just typical Friday night. Out there was the local news just blew up with this whole story and, and, and spread. But I digress. So now this lamb, the chief executive, wants to pass this bill, the, um, the extradition bill. And that's why the people in Hong Kong are going crazy. And one thing is that out there, the metal community is growing because women have become so hypergamous, just just like the Western women. They have become just impossible. They just want fucking money, you know, looking for guys. And there's a lot of guys saying, fuck you, we're opting out. But to get into the whole thing of an explanation, the huge protests explain i'm going to um play the soundbite for you gentlemen out here if you bear with me i'm setting everything up you know how i say how we say in metal the future is between men and machine so i want to set the soundbite here so so you guys can know what's actually happened regarding to um the the whole explanation but it all is excuse me ugh. it all started because because a love trip and valentine's day after that all hell broke loose and a murder. The people of Hong Kong are out in the streets. Hundreds of thousands are demonstrating against a deeply unpopular bill. But this is about a whole lot more than a bill. It's about the status of Hong Kong and the power China has over it. It's a fight to preserve the freedoms people have here. And it all started with a murder. On February 8, 2018, a young couple, Chan Tong Kai and Poon Hyu Wing, went from their home in Hong Kong to Taiwan for a vacation. They stayed at the Purple Garden Hotel in Taipei for nine days. But on February 17th, only one of them returned to Hong Kong. There, one month later, Chan confessed to murdering his girlfriend, who was pregnant at the time. But there was a problem. Hong Kong authorities couldn't charge him for murder because he did it in Taiwan. And they couldn't send him back to Taiwan to be charged because Hong Kong and Taiwan don't have an extradition agreement. So in 2019, Hong Kong's government proposed one. It would let them transfer suspects to Taiwan so they could be tried for their crimes. 
But the same bill would also allow extradition to mainland China. Where there's no fair trial, there's no humane uh, punishment, and uh, there's completely no uh, separation of powers. And that's what sparked these protests. China and Hong Kong are two very different places with a very complex political relationship, and the extradition bill threatens to give China more power over Hong Kong. See, Hong Kong is technically a part of China, but it operates as a semi-autonomous region. It all began in the late 1800s, when China lost a series of wars to Britain and ended up ceding Hong Kong for a period of 99 years. Hong Kong remained a British colony until 1997, when Britain gave it back to China under a special agreement. It was called One Country, Two Systems. It made Hong Kong a part of China, but it also said that Hong Kong would retain a high degree of autonomy, as well as democratic freedoms, like the right to vote, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, of assembly. And that made Hong Kong very different from mainland China, which is authoritarian. Citizens there don't have the same freedoms. Its legal system is often used to arrest, punish, and silence people who speak out against the state. But according to the agreement, one country, two systems wouldn't last forever. In 2047, Hong Kong is expected to fully become a part of China. The problem is, China isn't waiting for the deal to expire. Under the rule of Chinese leader Xi Jinping, pro-democracy leaders have already been arrested in Hong Kong, and mysterious abductions of booksellers have created a threat to free speech. But Hong Kong has been pushing back. In 2003, half a million Hong Kongers successfully fought legislation that would have punished speaking out against China. And in 2014, tens of thousands of protesters occupied the city for weeks to protest China's influence over Hong Kong's elections. Now, Hong Kongers are fighting the extradition bill because the bill is widely seen as the next step in China's encroachment on Hong Kong's autonomy. The sheer size of these protests shows you just how much opposition there is to this bill. But if Hong Kong's legislature votes on the bill, it'll probably pass. And that's because of the unique nature of Hong Kong's democracy. For starters, Hong Kong's people don't vote for their leader. The chief executive is selected by a small committee and approved by China. And even though they're the head of the government, they don't make the laws. That happens here. Like many democracies, Hong Kong has a legislature with democratically elected representatives. It's called the Legislative Council, or LegCo, and it has 70 seats. Within this system, Hong Kong has many political parties, but they are mostly either pro-democracy or pro-China. In every election, Hong Kong's pro-democracy and anti-establishment parties have won the popular vote, but they occupy less than half of the seats in the LegCo. This is because when Hong Kongers vote, they're only voting for these 40 of the 70 seats. The other 30 are chosen by the various business communities of Hong Kong. For example, one seat belongs to the finance industry, one seat belongs to the medical industry, 
one belongs to the insurance industry, and so on. Many of these 30 seats are voted on by corporations, and because big business has an incentive to be friendly with China, those seats are dominated by pro-China political parties. When Hong Kong was handed over to China in 1997, Hong Kong and China made an agreement that eventually all members of the council would be elected by the people. But that never happened, and ever since the handoff, pro-China parties have controlled the LegCo, despite having never won more than 50% of the popular vote. The way it's structured, they want to make sure that the executive branch can have easy control over it, and that would serve Be Beijing very well indeed. Within this unique structure, the extradition bill has created new tensions and fueled anger among pro-democracy politicians, and it's driven hundreds of thousands of Hong Kongers into the streets. While this isn't Hong Kong's first protest against China's influence, it is the biggest. And many say this time is different because of the people involved. Professionals like lawyers and politicians are participating. Our legal sector staged their biggest ever protest parade. But it's young people who are at the forefront since they have the most to lose. They are the first generation born under one country, two systems, and in 28 years, when that arrangement ends, they'll be Hong Kong's professional class. I won't be around anymore. It's their future, it's their Hong Kong. They have every right to fight it. <laughs> Protests have convinced Hong Kong's government to suspend the bill, but that's not enough. Many want the bill withdrawn completely. That's because these protests are also part of a larger fight to push back against China's encroachment now, not just when time's up. is on its way, but it's not here yet. And until then, Hong Kongers still have a voice. History will tell whether we succeed, but even if we failed, history would say they did put up a fight and they didn't just take things lying down. And that's uh, what we're trying to do too. Well, gentlemen, that's the moral of the story. You know what I'm saying out here is, excuse me, bear with me, is that um came from a love, love murder to all these fiascos going on right now. Um, and the reason I, I'm talking about this podcast right here, because we need to support our mental brothers out there in Hong Kong. The Hong Kongers out there, you know, they're going through some hard times, and um, hopefully they stay away from the skanks out there, and they don't get themselves in trouble, because the moral of the podcast, the women 
can make men go crazy and do crazy shit. You know? Very interesting story. Very interesting. So let's give it up out there to all the Meta in Hong Kong doing their thing, rioting, um, practicing the, the, the democracy. They still have a democracy until uh, 2047, I believe. So let's give the um, big horn to the Hong Kongers out there. All the metal listening out there in Hong Kong, damn it. Yes. Well, this is the set, man. I'll be right back with more stuff. See you in a bit, metal. Welcome back to Kendall Rican Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Another segment out here. Let's give a shout out to out there, all the men out there in Hong Kong doing the, their own thing. So, um, you know, I'm about to play you this article here in a minute, gentlemen, where, you know, it's been going on f- for quite some time that in Hong Kong, men are going their own way. And in, and also in, in Japan, too. You know, they opting out society. They're doing less, just like in America. It's a, it's a worldwide phenomenon, what we are witnessing here, gentlemen. Yes, it's true. Men are going their own way and doing as little as possible, playing video games and not giving a fuck if society crumbles or not. My suggestion out there to all those men protesting in Hong Kong, be aware of those skanks. I read an article, they're doing all kinds of bullshit. Those are women and groups out there, so be careful with it. If you protest and riot and do that shit, do with your fellow men out there and leave those women aside. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. They work for the government and shit. Don't trust those fucking skinks. Well, I'm about to get in this article right here. And it's, it's written by this bitch out there and the Sun. What's the name of the newspaper here? Let me pull it. Let me pull it up. Give me a second here. And this is by. Um, supposed to be a, a democratic newspaper they got out there and it's this is by the south china morning post and it's in english and it's out there in hong kong and stuff like that and you know they, they use a lot of shaming language when it comes down to metal and stuff like that so in this article that i'm gonna um play for you gents um it's by written by the skank her name is louisa tom and um, also they put a, a professor out there uh, pretty much just shaming this man that had been going on in Japan and um, in Hong Kong. And the title of the article right here is, is called How Herbivores, Hermits, Staying at Home, Men Are Leaving a Generation of Hong Kong Women Unsatisfied. South China Morning Post or... The poor women are satisfied because these men don't want to get married and they don't want to um, do the traditional thing the men been going on and doing for many years. So this metal phenomenon is working. It's working against all these governments around the world. Men had enough. They've seen their fathers get fucked by the Ghana Central Court. They've seen their friends get fucked by the courts. They've seen many other men get fucked and they say, hey man, I'm going to stick by myself. I'm going to do my own shit. I don't give a fuck. It's societal collapse. I'm just here watching the ship show. I can't blame them. Can't blame them. 
now women are unsatisfied out there in Hong Kong and in Japan too. And uh, there's a lot of places women are unsatisfied. Why? Because they're a bunch of skank. They're hypergamous. So, man, they look at that. It's like, you don't even have to be a mental to figure this thing out. It's like, man, I got to have money to be with a woman. And I have to sacrifice all my time and all my work and stuff. You got to remember, gentlemen, in today's society, the only time we need, a, we need a woman, excuse me, is to have sex. And that's it. It was one time. Women had a purpose is to keep you entertained and talking stuff like that. Now, with technology and the internet, man, you can do whatever you want as a man. You know, if you want to play video games, watch porn, interact with other women from other parts of the world and, you know, scrape one off, they can do it. You don't have to get married no more. You don't. You know, that's just one of those things, gentlemen. Well, let me play you this. It's a lot of shaming language here, but we're metal. We're used to this shit. We used to. Cocks and skanks call it all kinds of names. Gay. I've been called all kinds of shit. Gay. I've been called um I've been called um uh, incel. You name it. I've been called all kinds of shit in YouTube and, and stuff like that. It's nothing new to me. So this is pretty much what is going on out there in Hong Kong and how these um these skank is doctors are shaming these men because they're going their own way. They don't want to listen to what society offers and they say to society, fuck yourself. Of Hong Kong men are uninterested in relationships and sex. Illustration SCMP graphics. Most women would agree on the quintessential qualities they seek in a male partner. Besides looks, that he should be kind, gentle, and considerate. This is especially so for long term relationships. The good news is Hong Kong has plenty of men around who might possess some or all of these qualities. But the bad news is that an increasing number of them are uninterested in dating or getting married, and some have gone as far as to ditch romantic relationships for good. Hong Kong's lack of sexual desire and what couples can do about it. These herbivore men don't connect with others. They don't establish their own families or have children and don't really contribute anything meaningful to society, either tangibly or intangibly. Dr. Paul Wong Lai Ching, University of Hong Kong. Leading the charge is an infamous cohort of homebound men known as otaku, a Japanese term for men who are socially awkward and have limited family and romantic lives. These geeks tend to be die-hard anime and manga fans who have little interest in dating. Then there are the Sashoku Danchi, which translates as grass, eating men or herbivore men. The term, coined by Japanese columnist Maki Fukasawa, describes a monk-like approach to life and relationships. In other words, no sex, there might be exceptions, but these men would rather invest themselves in online gaming and other solo activities than seek female company in their free time. Studies in Japan estimate that this class of men, normally in their 20s and 30s, account for around 60% to 70% of the male population. Obviously, their reluctance to procreate is a major cause for concern. Japan has had one of lowest birth rates in the world for nearly a decade now. Now Hong Kong appears to be following in Japan's footsteps. Dr. Paul Wong Liching from the University of Hong Kong. Photo, Edward Wong. Read more, improve your sex life with these natural aphrodisiacs, from watermelon to chili, experts tell all. According to Dr. Paul Wong Liching, Associate Professor of the Department of Social Work and Social Administration at the University of Hong Kong, the city has seen a rise in the number of grass-eating men. These herbivore men don't connect with others. 
They don't establish their own families or have children and don't really contribute anything meaningful to society, either tangibly or intangibly, says Wong. They are like parasites who often live with their parents, so you can imagine how it's going to affect society in the long run, socially and economically. Beautiful Ukrainian women for Chinese men, dating agency who love, like Japan, our society is rapidly aging, he adds. These grass-eating men are not capable of taking care of their aging parents and neither are they capable of taking care of themselves when they become old. They are childless so they will have no family support, he says. Another type of man you won't be finding on any dating apps are the modern-day hermits. They seek extreme disconnection and isolation from the rest of society. They become practically invisible. This phenomenon is triggered by an overburdened sense of responsibility. And when the pressure becomes too unbearable it causes the person to pull away and unplug from society in a kind of self-imposed exile. With more Hong Kong men losing interest in relationships, the city's women are going to face a frustrating time. After a long-term detachment from society, their social skills diminish and this affects their ability to find employment. This has a domino effect of creating youths who are financially dependent on family and friends, jobless and lacking in drive. Not only does this mean these hermits never leave the nest or mature, but they are far less likely to have long-term relationships, romantic or friendship-based. It seems counterintuitive that in a world as busy and interconnected as ours is, we are now lonelier than ever. How Hong Kong is making it hard for young couples to make wedding plans. We might not be as bad as Japan, with nearly half a million of these social recluses, according to a 2012 study. But there are still an estimated 20,000 to 40,000 hidden away in Hong Kong, according to Wong. Whatever the difference in numbers between here and Japan, this disconnection is threatening the social fabric that binds our community and we need to do something about it. While we can agree that dating can be terrifying, unforgiving and unpredictable, it is a rite of passage that many of us undertake as we grow up. At heart, humans are gregarious creatures, so whether it's meeting someone at a party, bar or anywhere else. Forming human connections is an integral part of our being. Relationships and friendships are highly important for humans. Cows form relationships and have best friends according to a study. Photo, allow me. A recent study found that cows form relationships and even have best friends. When separated from their best friend, their milk production was affected and they showed a change in personality. Think about it. If these bovine grass eaters showed signs of emotional distress because of a lack of emotional contact, how will human grass eaters fare if they shut themselves off from human contact? More Hong Kong men are opting out of relationships. Photo, allow me. We can blame the prevalence of smartphones, laptops, computers, tablets and other electronic devices. We can even blame it on eSports, a new pseudo-sport that is sweeping the city with government backing. It can also be interpreted as another excuse for people to submerge themselves in the digital world rather than experience the real world. Some blame esports for distracting people from real life, giving some an excuse to opt out of regular society. Those who advocate esports are sugarcoating it as a genuine sport that encourages team interaction. It's nonsense because it is just a limited form of interaction between a few members of a small team, Wang says. It's a mistake to provide an escape hatch for people who want to avoid human interaction. If we continue to condone this kind of antisocial behavior, 
we have to bear the risks and social consequences that come with it. This is a far more serious social issue than just a blip in the dating game. Louisa Tam is a senior editor at The Post and a former sex talk show host at TBC Radio. So there you have it. Just a skank talking bullshit and nonsense. Just like I say previously, technology is here. Like Meta, we always say, the future is between men and machine. And this is what's happening in Hong Kong. This is what's happening in Japan. This is what's happening everywhere around the world. It's still kind of small pockets, but it's getting there. It's getting there. And can you imagine another 10, 15 years how this phenomenon is going to get bigger out there and worldwide? You know, Meta, we're worldwide, baby. We are worldwide. And one of the reasons I'm putting this podcast together and talking about Hong Kong, because Meta, we support Hong Kong, especially the Meta out there. We support them. They're going through some rough shit. You hear the NBA supporting the fucking Chinese government instead of supporting the, the people of Hong Kong. Well, us Meta, from right here, from the Mecca of Meta, United States of America, We support the Hong Kongers 100%. 100% you got to support brothers out there. You're a metal. You're doing your own thing. And you're saying, fuck society. Fuck all these fucking skanks. And we support you. And we love your democracy. And we want the democracy to keep going and continue. Bear with me, gentlemen. I'm live. I don't edit. I don't do shit. Something happened in here. So let's give a shout out from right here in the United States to Hong Kong. And all around the world to all the metas out there. All of you guys. Here we go. Let's bring out some of the horns out here and blast this shit off. Yes. That's what's happening, metal. I just put in this thing out here so you can see or hear the metal we worldwide. This podcast is being um, broadcast all the way to Hong Kong, Mexico, Italy, Spain. Uh, Brazil, the UK, uh, who else we got out here? Um, India, um, you name it. It's like it's like between 14 to 16 countries uh, that listen to my podcast. Small pockets, but you got to remember, gentlemen, this podcast is only four and a, four and a half month old. That's it. And this type of podcast is not for everyone. I understand that. I realize this shit. But at least in some of these countries, they're getting a little red pill. What's going on? Not only in the United States, because I do a lot of cases regarding to the United States and kind of centric. But I'm doing it worldwide from different parts of the world. Whenever I see a case like this, like today, I will talk about it. So, well, gentlemen, this is my podcast for today. Check me on Twitter. Check me on YouTube. Check me on Big Shoot. Um, if you want to shoot me an email, well, my email address is... KendallRican76 at gmail.com. KendallRican76 at gmail.com. You, I also have um, the chat group called in Telegram, Terror Squad, Metal Terror Squad. Metal Terror Squad, you can go out there and join in. And we do fun shit out there. We put articles and stuff like that. So that's the little chat room I got there. Um, don't be afraid to sponsor this um, fine podcast right here. 99 cents, get you at the door. I'm a cheap date per month. So I say, peace, state metal.
I'll definitely catch you in the next podcast or video.